The gospel reading today is found in the gospel of John chapter 12. If you're able, I invite you to stand for the gospel reading. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany with Lazarus, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's, it was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because Judas was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. What would you do if someone raised your brother or sister or loved one from the dead? What would you do? Would you, how would you thank him? Would you give the person a, a card with a box of seized candy and say, thank you? You know, is there a new Hallmark section? For the ones who raised your loved ones from the dead cards, right? Would you plan a party? Would you give a gift? What kind of gift? Would you tell the whole world what that person did? What would you do? What would you say to the person who raised a loved one, your loved one, from the dead? That's the context for a reading in John 12. That's the context. Because in chapter 11, the previous chapter, Jesus has healed Lazarus from the dead. Remember that scene? Lazarus, the grave stinks. Jesus comes. Jesus loves Lazarus. Jesus is weeping. Jesus has come out, Lazarus. And Lazarus comes out. Well, it's the next chapter. And Jesus is with Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And it says in our scripture reading that Jesus was there having dinner and he was the guest of honor. Jesus is the guest of honor. Now, you know Mary and Martha. We know a lot about Martha. What's Martha famous for? She was the what? She was the doer. She's the one who always took care of things. Martha, on the other hand, she was the one who sat at Jesus' feet. Okay, so we have Lazarus, Mary and Martha, and they want to thank Jesus for what he's done. And so you have Martha, the good Lutheran, <laughs> who's going about getting busy, making sure Jesus has a good meal. 
Next you have Lazarus. Where's Lazarus? He's sitting with Jesus. Now it's not because he's a man and because he's lazy. Some of you women think that. I see the smiles on your face. No. Lazarus loved Jesus. Jesus loved Lazarus. They're at a table together. They're talking. They're telling stories. They were enjoying each other's company. But what? Then there's all that's left is Mary. What gift will she give? Martha gave a meal. Lazarus gave companionship. What gift will Mary give to Jesus to say thank you? Well, Mary, you have to remember, is the picture of discipleship. Mary's the one who sat at Jesus' feet. Mary's the one who's faithful. Mary's the one who is the disciple. She's the one who always gets it. You know, Peter doesn't get it. Martha doesn't get it. Mary always gets it. And so we see the gift that she gives Jesus in verse 3. It says, Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now let me give you perspective about this gift. In Jesus' day, the only people who washed someone's feet were slaves. If you were a homeowner and you didn't have slaves and guests would come to your house, you wouldn't wash their feet. You would give them water so that they could wash their own feet. Way back in Genesis, three angels appeared to Abraham. Right? These are angels. Abraham knows they're angels. Does Abraham wash their feet? No. He gives them water so they can wash their own feet. Free people did not wash feet. Slaves did. Now this is important. Because when Mary is down there washing his feet, pouring the perfume with her hair, wiping it, she is taking the form of a servant, taking the form of, of, of lower than a servant. She's humbling herself. Now, it's so beautiful. Again, she's a picture of discipleship. This is chapter 12. What happens in chapter 13? Do you remember? It's the week of Holy Week, the upper room. What does Jesus tell his disciples? If you want to love, love one another as I've loved you, wash each other's feet. You have Mary, the chapter before, a few days before, actually doing what Jesus is going to recommend to his disciples. She's being faithful. She's being a servant. She's, again, a disciple. She's faithful. She's the faithful one. She actually does it before Jesus talks about it. Why? Because, again, she listens. She understands. She has the eyes of faith. And so what a beautiful gift, washing his feet. But there's more to it. That gift, a pint of nard, perfume, poured on Jesus' feet, a year's wage. Now just think about this for a second. Let's put in modern numbers. Ten bucks an hour. Eight hours a day. 300 days a year, you take the Sabbath off, 
few festival days travel. 300 times 10 times 8 works out to $24,000. Mary pours $24,000 on Jesus' feet. That's a ridiculous amount. Right? I mean, I mean, parents, what would happen if your kids came home and said, hey, you know what, I, I wanted to take care of my feet. I just bought for myself a pair of shoes that cost $24,000. What would you think? <laughs> you say, give me those shoes, I'm going to put them on and kick you back to the store so you can return it. Right? That's insane. $24,000 for, for feet? I mean, you're thinking, Jesus, okay, if you're going to put this on Jesus' feet, Jesus, you better levitate for the rest of your life. Because the moment you put your sandals on, you walk out that door, mud's going to get on those $24,000 feet, and it's ruined. I mean, this is a ridiculous amount of gift. It's ridiculous. Judas is the only one who has common sense. Now, he's a thief. He wants to steal this money, but he has common sense. He's saying, that's wasteful. $24,000 a year's wage on feet? Ridiculous. In fact, I wonder if, uh, <laughs> I have to admit, I wonder if Martha and Lazarus saw her bring out the ointment and said, oh, good, he's going to do a drop. She's going to do a drop. Then she keeps pouring and pouring and pouring, and they're going, oh, man, that was, this is our little nest egg. You know, Lazarus going, I love Jesus and he raised me from the dead, but come on, that's a lot of money. Doesn't make sense. But do the gifts of love ever make sense? Think about when you were courting your loved ones. How many of you did dumb things just in the name of love? I remember I was dating my wife, and, and we had only been dating about a year, and she needed some money. She was working at Coco's. And I didn't want to give her money, because I just that's kind of weird. We were just dating only a year, and I didn't want to just give her money, but she needed money. And so I decided, I came up with my plan. I went to Coco's, and I ordered an iced tea. And then I gave her a $40 tip. The manager came up and said, is this right? And I said, oh, yeah. And then he went back and goes, wow, you got a good tip. It's love. You do crazy things when you're in love. Men are actually, men might even stand up and sing songs to women. Out of love. I won't ask any men to say, admit that you ever did that, or you thought about it. Or you, men might actually write poetry. Even men who, who can, they make things rhyme, you know, and the rhymes are, you're going, wow, that's really sweet there, honey. Why? Because of love. Crazy things that happen out of love. Her gift doesn't make sense. It's not meant to. Her gift is a gift of love. It's a gift saying, thank you for raising my brother from the dead. If I had 
50,000 worth of, if I had two pints of it, I'd pour it on Jesus' feet. Love. A crazy gift. I can't help but think of, I can't help but, but tell you how much I'm blessed as a pastor to be here, especially during the last three, four years as we've been building this thing. Because I get to see so many gifts of love. I get to see people showing up bringing recycle, recyclables. I get to see on Wednesdays Jackie Zugates, and I get to see Jackie with her crew crushing cans before their Bible study. I mean, that little crew in three years recycled over $13,000. Yeah. Love. I got to see two weeks ago Daryl hanging these banners. It took him eight hours to hang. I've told you this before because it's hard. He was on the ladder. The next day he could hardly walk. Love. Not to mention the banners themselves. Love. Not to mention people moving soil to make the grass. Love. Or planting. Or people giving money to the capital campaign. Love. I mean, common sense would say, it's Saturday. Stay at home. Watch the basketball games. Love drives someone to come out and, and to, to work. Common sense would say, keep all your money you can. Love says, I want to help my neighbor in need. I want to help build a church. It's love. I am blessed to be a pastor because of the fact that I get to see your gifts of love every single day. Great gifts of love. And you do. Sunday school teacher, the choir, you name it. I mean, gifts of love. Serving on a, a, a council, gifts of love. Mary gave Jesus a gift of love. It was a gift. It was extravagant. And yet there's a deeper meaning to this gift than just a gift of love. There's more to it. In verse 7, Jesus tells us what's the purpose behind this. We see in verse 7, Jesus says to Judas, leave Mary alone. This gift of hers was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Mary's been listening. Mary knows something that the disciples don't know. Mary knows that Jesus is about ready to die. Mary pours the oil on his feet as a way of anointing his body for death. Now, why that amount, that $24,000 worth, is because that's the amount you would pour on a king if you're going to anoint a king. A king, you, you lavish that. Now, ready? Here's some more. What's Jesus going to do the very next day? He's going to get on a donkey and travel where? Into Jerusalem, and they're all going to hail him as the king of the Jews. What's he going to do then on Good Friday? He's going to be 
put on a, a thorn, a crown of thorns, get nailed to his throne, the cross, and there he's going to rule as the king of the universe, dying to set us free. What happens after he dies? They take his body down and they wrap his body with how many pounds of aloes? Some of you might remember this. How many pounds? A hundred pounds of spices. Why? Because that's what you do for a king. The whole point of this, Mary's gift, this gift of love, is also a gift that proclaims something that says that Jesus really is the king. He's the king, not just of Israel, but the king of the world. He deserves to have the anointing. He deserves to be hailed king of the Jews. He deserves to have his body wrapped up in, in 100, 100 pounds of spices because he is the king. Mary knows this. How? I don't know, but she's been listening. Now, the question for us finally today is this. I've been meandering around, but... What does this mean for us today? What does this mean, as the Catechism tells us? Well, first and foremost, Mary gives us a picture of what discipleship is to look like. We are disciples of Jesus. What do disciples do? They listen to Jesus. What do disciples do? They sit at his feet, his teaching. What do disciples do? They do great acts of love. Be like Mary. That would be a good part of this message. But there's more than just that. Because if this message was just about discipleship, that'd have too much common sense. This passage isn't about common sense, it's about love. Don't you see, this is what it means for you. Mary loved Jesus and gave him this gift. Jesus loved Lazarus raised him from the dead. God loves you that he sent Jesus to die on the cross. Does it all add up? No. But that's the point because it's about love. And God is willing to do what it takes. God is willing to do the extravagant. God is willing to go beyond what is normal in order to love. God is willing to be nailed to a cross when we should be worshiping him, but instead be nailed on the cross. Why? To declare that you are forgiven, to declare that he loves you, to prepare a place for you, all of that. Because that's what love is. And as great as Mary's gift is, she's only giving to one who is going to give to her a much better gift. Not just raising from the dead, but raising from the dead for eternity. <sighs> Love. And that's where we are today. If you remember in the passage, it said the aroma filled the house. Chapter 11, the aroma of the stench of death filled the tomb. Chapter 12, the aroma of this love gift filled the house. We're gathered today for a party as well, the Lord's Supper, where Christ is present in something that doesn't make sense, a little wafer and little wine. But he's here for you to say how much he loves you, to say that your, your sins are forgiven, to give you a foretaste of a heavenly feast a love meal.
for you. I want to end with the words from St. Paul from Ephesians chapter 1. In Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, and listen to this word, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Let us pray. Holy and gracious Father, we thank and praise you for your love and mercy, a love and mercy that you lavish upon us. You, just, you don't forgive just part of our sin, you forgive all our sin. You don't just prepare an eternity for us, you prepare a great eternity for us. Heavenly Father, let us look at Mary's gift, that wonderful, extravagant gift, and let us be pointed to Jesus who gives a greater gift. Oh Lord, give us hearts to receive that love and give us hearts to love in the same way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I think one of these days we're going to smile and be happy because God's gifts are good. Let us stand and proclaim our...